Hello and welcome to Investment Matters, a podcast brought to you by Emirates NBD. My name is Maurice Gravier, I am Chief Investment Officer for the bank, and today's topic is the imminent US elections and their potential impact on stock markets. For the king of markets, we needed a queen of investment strategy. It's my great pleasure to welcome our head of equity, Mrs. Anita Gupta. Anita enjoyed almost three decades of investment experience across wealth management, asset management, and even proprietary trading. She is currently the head of equity strategy within the CIO office. Together with her team, she expresses market views, preferences, and picks the best segments and stocks for our clients. Those of you who know her certainly remember her very successful calls on technology stocks or on the US markets, which have both been constant and strong outperformers. So without further ado, let's start. Anita, welcome to the podcast. President Trump said that the election, which will happen in days, is simply the most important in history. Do you think it is such a game changer, especially for the leadership of US stock markets? Maurice, I don't feel like a queen, more like a minion in the current markets. We are in a truly unusual environment with the pandemic, which is the current driving force for equity markets as economies remain at 70% capacity or less besides China, which has been the quickest to recover from the virus. However, for this month and possibly the next, the US election will remain center stage as policy from the two main presidential candidates will drive not only US market direction, but global markets too. The S&P 500 has been the best performing major market in this last decade, plus 260% and double that of any other market, as it is home to the highly profitable and high growth tech, healthcare, and consumer companies. These companies have the cash to innovate and have global market share. Europe leads on food and some global pharma players. However, there is no large-scale tech innovation over there. Asia is the growth engine of the world. However, companies there are still domestically focused. Asia's leaders in the tech space, Alibaba and Tencent, are China-centric. Alipay's recent IPO received tremendous global interest by the 730 million active users are all in China. We expect no shift in leadership as long as U.S. economic growth does not disappoint. Economic data in the U.S. remains mixed, the unemployment rate has improved, GDP growth met expectations, and there is optimism about an additional round of stimulus. However, whilst U.S. equities would always form a large part of equity allocations, we recommend 25% of assets should be Asia to take advantage of the growing consumerism and spending power of the middle class. I don't really see the US election as a game changer for markets, as equity performance will always be driven more by fundamental equity metrics such as earnings growth, the quality of balance sheets, and the ongoing impact of COVID on economic and consumer trends. However, earnings growth is dependent on the economy, monetary policy that's interest rates, and fiscal policy that's tax rates. Hence, the buildup around the election and the focus on the policies of the next presidential a candidate are important. A clear win from either party is better for markets than a long drawn contested election. Okay, thank you. This is very clear. No doubt contested results would be the would be the worst scenario. Now the two candidates look very different, not only in terms of personal style, but of course in terms of program. When it comes to equities, what are the most important differences that markets could react to? There's a lot to position for. 
whether it's trade policy and infrastructure plan or tax changes. However, both candidates, Biden and Trump, would put the economy before anything else. So what's common on policy for both parties? China policy, while tariffs may be, not be withdrawn, currently around 19%, a softer stance from Biden is expected. On tech intellectual property rights issues, expect both parties to be equally harsh. Both like Made in America and the effort to bring supply chains home will put pressure on margins but convert into better wages and consumption. Infrastructure overhaul, common. Breakup of tech monopolies, common. Whilst Trump's policies would be a continuation of the last four years, Biden brings in 30 to 40 years of government experience, including being vice president. So definitely, he's a known factor for markets too. What's different in the two candidates' policies? The Democrat proposal implies more spending, but is that really that big? It's just about 2-3% to of GDP. However, funding can only be through increased taxes. More taxes on wealthy individuals, those with an income of more than USD 400,000 per annum, but that's less than 1% of the US population. More corporate taxes, a possible increase from 21% to 28%. We don't think this is going to be done in a hurry until economic growth starts to rebound once the pandemic effects wear off and a 25% looks a little bit more likely. Expansion of public health insurance, higher minimum wages at $15 per hour, and of course, the huge focus on what's happening with climate change, on cutting emissions, and R&D spend on research on renewable energy. Uh, this is positive for relations with other countries, cheaper raw materials with tariffs in control, and higher consumption from an increase in wages and spending power. What's the Republican mandate and market implications? China bold positioning to continue and fraught international relations. Status quo on fiscal policy and healthcare, the lower tax regime to continue. Climate change policy, we've already seen the withdrawal from the Paris Agreement and there is no focus on either clean energy or renewables. Trump proposes a sizable infrastructure plan and again, that's going to be offset by spending cuts across non-defense programs, healthcare, education, and social welfare, probably. We also assume that Trump will continue to pursue a highly restrictive foreign immigration policy. Super interesting. So yes, there are some differences. Now, let's go through the different scenarios of the elections and let's start with the most likely, according to the polls. What would be the market consequences of a total democratic victory with Mr. Biden at the White House and control over the Congress? Maurice, markets have already been pricing this in. So what do we think is now going to benefit? Cyclical assets as money spent on infrastructure is good for industrial and material sectors. The moderate trade policy and a weaker dollar is positive for emerging markets. Higher yields are positive for financials. What sectors are going to lose? Focus on a shift away from fossil fuels is negative for the energy sector. Higher wages are not good for the retail sector. Again, reiterating, everything hinges on the economy. And we are confident of economic growth recovering, so our medium-term outlook remains constructive. Third quarter 2020 GDP releases this week reveal that output levels in the US and the Euro area are already at 97% and 96% respectively of pre-COVID levels. 
This trend of economic data has continued into October. Looking at real personal consumption expenditures, the most important component within GDP that's already expected to be at 98% of pre-COVID levels in October. But we have to keep in mind the renewed rise in COVID-19 cases around the world is raising concerns about a renewed meaningful decline in economic activity. The virus outbreak and lockdown measures will constrain economic activity in developed markets like Europe in the, and the US in the next three to four months. However, once restrictions are lifted, we will see the payback coming in growth and we see output again unchanged by third quarter 2021. We've already seen this happening with China who have controlled their infection rates and are now completely open on the economic front, continuing on an upward trajectory and keeping global growth on a recovery path. Very clear. And, uh, and of course, uh, I agree with you. The pandemic is, of course, more important. And uh, I also agree on the fact that when it comes to election, uh, markets have started to price in a democratic victory with uh, rates grinding higher recently and uh, emerging markets doing better than developed markets. Now, does it mean that markets would crash if Mr. Trump wins? Maurice, markets last month followed the dynamics of a full Democratic House and Senate win, and we saw renewables, infrastructure and China exposure rally. A Biden sweep implies more expenditure funded by higher taxes, but increased consumer spend and higher wages will lead to economic growth. Better foreign relations will lead to more favorable cost of goods. If President Trump remains, the markets are familiar with the policy and are going to be driven more by equity valuation and growth fundamentals than any expectations of changes in policy. Also, this time around at elections, we feel markets will be driven more by a clear outcome to the election rather than which candidate. Elections are a key catalyst as of now for markets, but eventually only demand trends, profit growth and valuations determine market direction. Great, thank you, and, uh, and, uh, and you're right, it's more about the medium term. So let's forget the immediate reaction of markets again, and, uh, and let's look at the medium term. Our scenario is for a gradual economic recovery, you said it, helped by fiscal and monetary stimulus, and this should happen, as you said, whoever wins the election. Having said that, for the next four years of the new administration, are there some sectors or segments which could be sustainably, positively or negatively impacted by the Democratic or Republican program? Geographically, we continue to favor the US and emerging market Asia, both driven by consumption. A Biden government would have implications for major emerging markets. India would likely see more FDI inflows. Uh, for Russia, Biden is reckoned to introduce more orderly sanctions. Mexico would be a clear beneficiary of export restrictions, but ESG risks would grow under Biden for both Mexico and Brazil. EM markets have now accepted Trump's foreign policies. So from there, we expect a more fundamentally and domestically driven market performance with not much change. Looking at the sectors, energy, technology, consumer and healthcare are the four, which we see most impacted by the economic policies of both parties. Technology is driven by innovation and trends, not policy, and has been a primary driver of growth for the US economy for decades. Headwinds include potential antitrust action, regulation, and national security concerns. 
the breakup of big tech monopolies is a huge focus and the democrats have made additional scrutiny of mna activity especially acquisitions by large tech companies high on the priority list a key policy change in us policy in recent years is viewing us technology as a national security asset a biden administration is expected to reinstate a white house post for cybersecurity on artificial intelligence its rise and the use of tech driven algorithms have raised concerns about bias social justice issues are high on the democratic agenda and especially for kamala harris who could be the next vice president if biden comes in and expect increased regulatory attention towards developing anti bias policies the biden mandate also has an allocation towards tech r&d as they clearly want to maintain the us lead in technology and ai and also spent on 5g and evs in line with the significant investment to reduce emissions in the transport sector also plans to support all emerging technologies that foster lower emissions coming to our next sector healthcare which we continue to favor considering where we are with the pandemic and the focus on therapies and vaccines expect continued investment on r&d hence we stay positive irrespective of which government comes in The US Supreme Court is scheduled to hear a case on the Affordable Care Act a week after the election, pushing the healthcare debate to the front burner. Healthcare policy is expected to be relatively stable in the first year of a potential Biden administration, but expect expanded coverage of Medicare. Both governments are working to limit price increases, a little bit difficult currently with the focus on the COVID therapies and vaccines. On the fourth sector on the consumer front, we expect essential retail to continue performing versus non-essential retail and of course the continued focus on e-commerce thank you anita very comprehensive so four key market sectors to watch and and finally let's focus on one of them the one which is now the most valuable in stock markets globally and one you mentioned a lot and you know extremely well technology you are bullish on it very rightly so for years it's also one of the few winners of the pandemic as you said but now on one side we have mr trump who has never been a friend of big tech and i must say reciprocally and as you just said on the other side uh, among the democratic party there are some voices uh, saying that they are too powerful and should be broken up uh, this may sound given the expensive valuations like a lose lose situation for the technology sector what do you think I know I sound like a broken record at times with my continuous focus and the tech mantra and this has become a little bit you know repetitive in saying that yes it's all about technology so is technology leadership going to change I don't think so best returns over 10 years and in 2020 looking at big tech the new york fang index is up 70% this year driven by the dominance of Amazon, Alphabet, Apple in cloud services, e-commerce, search, digital ads to name just a few of the areas they lead in. Yes, monopolistic concerns are real both in Europe and the US. Recent earnings reports from the big tech companies illustrate continued revenue growth and increasing digital ad revenue. Work from home and learn from home has heightened connectivity and cloud service importance. The Fangs have 80% of the market share in cloud services. Google dominates 90% of the search space. Amazon almost 50% of e-commerce sales in the US. Netflix and Facebook have increasing emerging market users. However, these companies are also looking outside the US. India is the new darling of these giants and could be a game changer as the US 
and other western markets get saturated till we see significant new challenge from new digital payment startups such as the recently uh, you know introduced square or revolut or new trading platforms or new e-commerce companies these monolith tech companies have the data on billions of middle to upper class global citizens and this would ensure dominance and cross sell Wow, this is a very clear statement, and uh, and uh, well, thank you so much, Anita, for sharing your your very detailed insight, and uh, and, uh, and I must say some optimistic insight. So, uh, let me try to conclude and to to summarize a bit. Uh, global equities are the key source of return looking forward. They have returned seven percent per year over the long term, and it shouldn't change that much. So, stay invested with a continued focus on quality and selectivity, which includes technology, even if it's expensive. Don't try to time the market. We expect elevated volatility around the US election and of course the path of coronavirus into end 2020. Whoever wins the US elections 2021 should be better with a cyclical recovery helped by policy stimulus boosting earnings while low interest rates somewhat support high valuation multiples for equities. It's been a pleasure to have this discussion and I hope our audience also enjoyed it. Our next podcast should be a follow-up on the investment landscape post elections next week, but we will have more interactive discussions down the road on interest rates and on our long-term market expectations. Of course, all our views are available on our website. Stay safe and invest wisely.